Welcome to the Social Pros Podcast, the content marketing awards winner for best marketing podcast. This is where we shine the spotlight on real people doing real work in social media and learn the social secrets of the world's most interesting brands. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, social media strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your social better. Emma, which provides innovative email marketing tools that drive brilliant results. Salesforce Marketing Cloud, inspiring one-to-one connections with your customers with integrated solutions for social, mobile, email, web, and advertising. And Yext, whose award-winning location management platform helps companies of all sizes drive more foot traffic to their doors. With Yext, update your location data once and publish it to your website, apps, over 100 publishers, including Google, Apple Maps, Facebook, Bing, and Yahoo. That's the power of location. That's Yext. Your Social Pros co-hosts are Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Ready? Let's get to work. Welcome, everybody, to Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. I am, as always, Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, joined again. He's back on the mic, ladies and gentlemen, my special Texas friend, the senior strategist, the executive strategist, the number one main man strategist for Salesforce Marketing Cloud, the one, the only, Mr. Adam Brown. Thank you very much. Maybe maybe I do need to get my business cards reprinted. Maybe they just will say Adam Brown, social dude. How do you like that? Is that a good you like do you like the dude the I reference? Like it. Especially if you're gonna drink white yeah. Russians all the time. It'd be spectacular. Oh you, you, okay, you took the segue right out of my uh, my mind. Great minds think alike, ah, my friend. You know Great to be here. Ah, nice to have you back. Sorry we missed you last week on the big Gary V episode. But today we are talking about a super interesting and important topic with our special guest this week. Her name is Lori Marino. She is in Tucson, Arizona, where I went to school. Go Cats, bear down. Lori is the senior manager of digital and social media for a little company you may know as Raytheon Missile Systems. Yeah, yeah, they make missiles. So whatever you're doing with your Snapchat thing, kids, you're not making missiles. Lori is doing social media for the Missile Co. Lori, thanks so much for being on Social Pros. Thank you, Jay. It's great to be here. Okay, so I think we have to have you explain a little backstory to our many, many listeners on how Raytheon works, that there's four different groups, and kind of what you guys really do, and then we'll ask you questions about social media. Sure. Uh, Well, Raytheon Missile Systems is a business unit of the larger Raytheon company, uh, one of four business units, and um, they recently started doing digital and social media. I mean, as you may know, the defense industry, or you may not, the defense industry was a little behind the times when it comes to digital and social media. So four years ago... Imagine that. How can that possibly be true? There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, four years ago, they decided... Um, they wanted to start to get into it. So they um, implemented the hub-and-spoke model and hired somebody at the corporate center to kick it off and then hired uh, people within each one of the businesses, like myself, to manage the strategy and um, you know, try to implement it within the businesses. Now, of course, um, you know, I work with a lot of engineers and rocket scientists, so you know, they saw social media as being, you know, something their kids did. So um, each one of us in the businesses have had to take that challenge and try to show that it's not only relevant, but it, it can be important to help 
uh, propel the business forward. In terms of propelling the business forward, what what does that look like? I mean, when you walk in and say, hey, guys, it's 2016 or 2014, whenever you sort of started going down this path, we really need to get involved in social media. What's the business case? How do you, how do you argue for those resources? Well, um, we have, yeah, we're fortunate to have a uh, chief marketing officer, Pam Wickham uh, at Raytheon Corporate, who is um, a strong advocate for digital social media. And so she, I mean, really, this was all her doing. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her vision. Um, but she started um, putting together a vision for the future for communications at Raytheon. And um, it's called Vision 2020. And so it kind of it outlines you know, the capabilities and the competencies and um, goals for the communication function, you know, going forward uh, to 2020 and beyond. And um, locally here in Tucson, um, the, you know, I manage the strategy for digital and social media. So the digital piece would be uh, Raytheon.com, so all of our content there, including the brand journalism piece. Um, you know, Raytheon hired a, a couple of Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalists and so they've helped us with our digital storytelling and that's been really great. And then the other prong is, or is the social media and so doing that for the business. And really what we do is we, we look at the business strategy. Um, you know, we, we start at the corporate level and then go down to the business level and look at what, what are the business goals. And then we try to dovetail digital and social media and say, well, how can we help the business achieve those goals? And we work with that and um, develop our plans from there. One of the things that I'm really interested in you and your program is that you have said that you've got very specific defined strategies per social channel. So you have a rationale that is distinct for Facebook versus Twitter versus LinkedIn versus YouTube versus Instagram. Not everybody does that. Not everybody has that channel-specific strategy, the channel-specific metrics. Uh, can you talk through that a little bit and, and how that fits into the overall narrative and arc of what you're doing? Sure. So for, you know, being relatively new at this, you know, four years for, for Raytheon, um, at first we started listening, you know, like most people would do, and then we started, you know, using the channels and expanding them, and each business and corporate were kind of using the channels the way we saw fit. But then uh, last year we got together and we said, well, you know, maybe we need to be more strategic about this. And so... Um, my colleagues and I sat down in a room, we you know, locked the door and got lots of coffee, and then we just kind of worked through what we thought would be the best use of each of the channels. So we use Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. And the strategies we've defined, well, we looked at you know, what our business goals are. We also look at um, who we wanted to engage with, who's following us now, who we want to you know, engage with in the future. And we came up with... Um, using Facebook to engage with warfighters who are the ultimate uh, customers or products and also employees by highlighting technology and innovation on Facebook. Um, Twitter we use as a news channel and then we also use it to engage with influencers on topics that are of great importance to Raytheon like missile defense. And then uh, with LinkedIn uh, we decided to use that for thought leadership and recruiting. Our HR uses it as extensively and then for example if you know we have people within the missile defense space that have ideas about how um, how we might do missile defense going forward or what's needed and so that way 
uh, LinkedIn is a good platform for that because we can promote uh, events where our subject matter experts are going to be speaking and we get good engagement there. Um, Instagram, we took a look at that and we weren't quite sure what to do with it because it is sort of the feel-good channel and so you know, most people don't want to go onto Instagram and see, you know, war-related topics or things like that. Um, but really, Instagram is a good place to promote the brand. I mean, what we really what we do is, um, you know, protect the United States and you know, help our allies um, protect against you know, ballistic missile threats or any other of the numerous threats we have in the world today. So uh, we thought we would use Instagram to highlight um, the people behind the products. And um, that seems to be that seems to be resonating well. Yeah, I love that that Instagram approach and very behind the scenes focus on team members. Uh, you know, humanizes a, a business which you know is is not by any stretch of the imagination kind of the warm and fuzzy uh, approachable organization. I think it's a particularly smart use of of Instagram. You, you mentioned this idea of using Twitter to reach out and connect with influencers inside missile defense. Uh, like, how do you find missile defense influencers? I mean, do you just like dial up your software program? I mean, in our space, right? In, in Adam's space, my space, I mean, I can't swing a cat without hitting the 114 most influential people in social media ebook, which seems to be published by a different organization about every 13 minutes. Uh, I, I suspect there isn't a 100 most influential people in missile defense ebook uh, laying around there as somebody's free download, but maybe I'm wrong. That's right. There isn't, and uh, it would be different for you know for every defense contractor, I'm sure. But uh, but for us, we do a lot of listening. So we have our dashboard set up, and um, we look to see who's you know conversing on the topic. I mean, and then you know there are known influencers like within government and also in the think tank. So some of those are known, but the unknowns, you know, we do a lot of listening to try to determine that. Can you talk a little bit about your Grand Canyon expedition you did with the, the Wounded Warriors? I thought the way that was documented in social was really exceptional. We'll make sure to link up some of that in the show notes as well. So folks, go back to socialpros.com. Make sure you get access to this particular uh, episode of the show notes uh, to see exactly what we're talking about in examples. We'll have, uh, we'll have Lori explain the amazing Wounded Warrior Grand Canyon expedition that they documented in social media. Sure. So one of uh, something that's important to Raytheon is to support our warfighters, and um, you know a lot of these guys come back and they're injured, you know whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally, and they really struggle with um, integrating back into society. So what we've done, and and um, the president of Raytheon Missile Systems really championed this, uh, Dr. Taylor Lawrence. Uh, this is uh, this initiative was uh, near and dear to his heart. So uh, No Barriers Organization is an organization that uh, recruits uh, injured warfighters and takes them on expeditions. And these expeditions are not just, you know, a trip. It wasn't just a trip through the Grand Canyon. So we, um, we gathered 10 wounded warriors, and they, they are going through a trip with people that have been there before. So, so wounded warriors that have come back and that have... Um, figured out how to uh, not only integrate back into society, but how to get their courage back and, and how to um, you know, overcome some of the obstacles that they face when they come back. And then they help these wounded warriors through the expedition. It's very uh, challenging physically, uh, but they also address some of the um, emotional components that they may be struggling with. And um, 
most of them come out of it um, with a light, you know, they view it as a life-changing experience when they come through. Lori, I think the things that you're doing with, with wounded warriors and other retired military or injured military personnel is, is so admirable. And the stories, I think, as you shared and that you and, 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 and Raython have, have shared are, are incredible. I know there are a lot of other brands that really want to do a lot of those same types of things. Uh, I know as a marketer, as a communicator, you always want to do things with uh, the philanthropic events you know, or, or, or the military organizations. My question for you is sometimes, I know I've, I've kind of run into this with companies that I've worked at or with, legal departments are kind of sensitive about these things. Uh, not for the reasons that you may think of initially, but because they're worried there may be some sort of implied endorsement shown. Like, for example, if you're doing something with the military that may show some sort of endorsement or, or either one, one way or the other. Do you find that that's a, an issue or a concern with, with your legal department, or have you been able to kind of you know, get above and, and beyond those types of, of challenges? Um, it definitely is a concern, and we have a policy you know, not to post pictures of our customers, you know, without their consent. And uh, we very rarely do it. And so what we've done is taken the lead from our customer. You know, the, U the U.S. Navy is very active on social media, and the Army is actually becoming even more um, active lately. So uh, we just kind of follow their leave lead, and we develop uh, relationships with each one of our customers. So we have our public relations folks um, talk with with their public affairs folks, and we make sure that we're not doing anything that would, you know, cause them to be uncomfortable. But you know, you're right about that. It is something that we need we need to be concerned about, and uh, we kind of live, you know, live by different rules uh, when you work in the defense industry. And, and that's something that, at first, it seems like it would be, um, you know, kind of a barrier to really doing a lot of cool things. But you know, we've learned to to work around it and um, there's it's amazing how creative you can be if you're just curious and you just um, you know just follow what you know if we just follow what our customers are doing on social media you know they're doing some really good things too so you know, there's ways around it well I think what you just said Lori is so important and that is you know before you engage and before you begin to speak you listen and it sounds like that's kind of a fundamental philosophy for for Raython that you even mentioned in the, in the kind of opening days of, of, of social at your organization it was about listening first before you began to actually participate engage and, and, and publish content that's right now one thing I was interested in hearing you and, and Jay speak a little bit earlier was the precision of, of what you're doing and that should not surprise anybody at all you know I like to joke that I, I work with a bunch of rocket scientists at Salesforce but you literally work with a, with a bunch of, of rocket scientists, and I, I love the idea of how you're beginning to look at different social platforms for doing different things. Now, a question I would love to have you, you share some things around is especially, I would assume, in the highly technical world of, of military and armament engineering, there's probably not a whole lot of chatter. Uh, kind of B2B chatter on Facebook or, or LinkedIn or Twitter regards to you know, your specific products. Now, I, I want you, maybe you can prove me wrong, but my guess is there's probably a lot of interactions kind of on that larger world of social media, message boards and communities and forums. I know, you know when I go, and go out and talk to, to people about uh, our Salesforce Social Studio product, it listens to a billion sources, so it goes way beyond kind of Facebook and Twitter, and it finds all those conversations. 
do you have a lot of kind of engineering oriented and rocket scientist oriented conversations that are taking place kind of on those those other social sites? They may not be social media sites, but they're certainly sites where social media activities take place. No, we really don't. Um, you know, rocket scientists are pretty much heads down and they don't spend much time on social media. Uh, we do have good engagement on our Facebook channel with both um, current employees and past employees and vets. And so uh, Facebook has been a good channel for us. But with regard to our customers, uh, we don't have access. You know, they have firewalls like we do, and we don't have access to their forums and things like that. Uh, but there, you will find our products mentioned on, on social media. And sometimes we find that, um, you know, some of our customers are, you know, putting stuff up on YouTube or on, on Flickr. Um, them in the actually testing our product. So uh, we we do look for that and we try to amplify those sort of things. But um, there there really isn't a lot with regard to uh, the other types of forums you're talking about. Do you think that that makes kind of the, the world of, of, a, of a social media policy or confidenti confidenti I'm sorry, confidentiality a little bit easier? I'm going to assume that the confidentiality is, is so important. You know, I, you know, you know, when I was at Coca-Cola, you know, someone stole some product samples, and, and that was a, a big deal. That's a whole lot different uh, than when you're dealing with schematics for, uh, for a missile product or, or something like that. What does the social media policy uh, at Rayathon look like? Um, well, we have a, uh, a policy that we share you know, with all of the employees. So it ties closely to our code of conduct. And pretty much a code of conduct covers everything. But we also offer a social media 101 course. And it's just a lot of common sense advice on you know, how to interact on social media um, with your personal account. And, um, you know, it just gives it just kind of gives guidelines. We certainly don't want to tell our employees what they can and can't do on social media. But working for a defense company, you do have to be careful. So um, we've got those common sense guidelines out there and that learning uh, learning course as well. Are you finding that that employees today are are more receptive and more understanding of kind of what they can and can't publish than than maybe a couple of years ago? I think they are. I mean, we have, you know, we have younger and younger folks joining the workforce here, and so they've, you know, grown up with it. And um, a lot of them that work for Raytheon, I think they have an understanding of what they should and shouldn't do more so than uh, people that might work for other in other industries, just because of, you know, the security aspect here and and uh, just the awareness that you have to be careful. Last question for you before uh, before I hand it back over to Jay for some very important commercials and, and other announcements. Um, I'm going to assume that you have a whole lot of different types of audiences of, of people that you're you're speaking with, and you've, you've identified you know, many of those primary ones. I mean, it's it's uh, military contract and proposal decision makers and and folks in, in those part types of industries and, and parts of uh, parts of the military around the world. My guess, too, is you probably have a lot of secondary audiences. I mean, whether it's the potential employees um, that you're, you know, engineers and rocket scientists that you're, and other, you know, people to support the great organization that you run, to aviation buffs and missile and rocket, you know, buffs, to, you know, the proverbial 14-year-old who wants a big poster for, for their wall. I can remember being 14 years and sending back then, you know, Northrop Grumman and the Boeings and the Rayathons notes to, hey, can you send me some cool things, you know, for, for my wall? 
How do you deal with those types of kind of secondary audiences? And is that something your organization does, or do you pass those over to a universe, like a, a, a public relations or a customer service part of your organization? Um, no, we do. Uh, you know, along the lines of what you said, uh, everything you said is, is relevant. Um, we also, uh, Congress is an audience, so the Hill, you know, we, sure. we want influence on the Hill. Um, media. So our, you know, we want our, we would love for our stories to be picked up by the media, uh, think tanks, and um, employees are a big one. Um, it's getting it's getting harder and harder to um, to hire engineers, and uh, you know, especially in the cyber world. And there's a lot of companies that are competing for that sort of talent. And so Raytheon is trying very hard to uh, another one of our, um, you know, efforts around uh, corporate social responsibility is to encourage. Uh, STEM education, and when I say STEM, I'm referring to science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, to encourage young people and students to um, to go after STEM careers and become engineers and scientists. Because, you know, we need to fill the pipeline. We've got a lot of folks. The baby boomer boomers are retiring, and uh, we've got a lot of positions to fill. We need good engineers. So I'd love to make a plug for that. And uh, we need good scientists and we need coders. So um, we're trying very hard to recruit them and we're using um, social media and also the website to do that. It's a fascinating use case, this idea of using social to become an employer of choice among yeah. younger potential job candidates. It's really fascinating. It's definitely playing the long game, which I love. I think so much of us so so often in social media, we get caught up in playing the short term, like, you know, what's our engagement rate for the last hour kind of gymnastics and and this idea of 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 changing perceptions and and facilitating uh, a large organization uh, to, to get to the point where we'll say, you know what, I, I could work anywhere. If you got that kind of background, you can probably write your own ticket in many cases. But the place I want to work uh, is Raytheon Missile. I think that's really interesting. It's fantastic. Do you, do you then work uh, hand in glove with folks in in the HR side of the business? I mean, do you, do you really kind of plot that out with with sort of human resources professionals? Yes, we do. They're uh, they're on our team, so we have HR as part of our digital and social media, the larger team that meets across the enterprise, and then at the uh, local level here, we work with our HR counterparts and their uh, cyber recruiting efforts and their efforts to recruit engineers locally around here. You know, we we held we hold uh, competitions at the University of Arizona, you know, hackathons and things like that that we support in social media. So, yes. All right. My son says he's going to U of A since I went to U of A. So I'll make sure he's got an internship lined up with you, Lori. <laughs> he's only <laughs> a freshman in high. He's only a, yeah, he's only a freshman in high school now, but it's never too early to plant the seed. That's right. Oh, that's long great. game. Long game. That's right. Yeah, it's a good school. Play in the long game. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about the long game that allows us to run this show now for almost five years. And those people include our fantastic sponsors, which this week headlined by our friends at Salesforce Marketing Cloud, which have the eternal wisdom of continuing to employ executive strategist Adam Brown. And I and Adam, Adam and I, will be together on stage, ladies and gentlemen, coming up soon at Connections, which is the big Salesforce Marketing Cloud conference. It is May 10th through the 12th in Hotlanta. So I'm going to speak. Adam's going to speak. We're going to do a live episode of Social Pros right there on the conference grounds. Keynotes for the event include Captain Scott Kelly, the astronaut, Robin Roberts, and then me and Adam. 
there's some other people I'm probably leaving out, but I wanted to make sure that Adam and I were in the same sentence as Robin Roberts and Captain Scott Kelly. So we've accomplished that. That's, that's good billing. Yeah. Yeah, good it, top is. Billing. it is. There's going to be uh, execs there from Facebook and Instagram, among other uh, folks, uh, 100 plus breakouts. There's a street festival. It's going to be spectacular. Go to right now, salesforce.com slash connections salesforce.com slash connections tickets still available it's a good deal atlanta we're going to be there it's going to be awesome uh we will if we have enough people there who are uh, who are fans we'll, we'll have some sort of a social pros meetup uh, as well uh, at the conference so uh send us an email as well as send me a note to j at jbear.com and we'll try and hook that up as well it's going to be fantastic uh, also this week the big show brought to you by our friends at yext y-e-x-t Who's a CMO is uh, the Jeff Roars extravaganza, former co-host of this program uh, and formerly uh, a, a, a connections uh, devotee. Uh, Yext has an important question for you, which is this. Does your company have a store locator on its website or in its app? You may very well. If you have any sort of door fronts in your business, you probably have a store locator on your website and or in your app. And is that a marketing force or just an afterthought to you? In many cases, it's sort of an afterthought, something that some design guy, you know, programmer built for you. And it's like, yeah, okay, we have one. So Yext can help you turn your store locator into a marketing force capable of turning searchers into actual visitors uh, in the real world. Really terrific technology. Check it out. They've got a brand new white paper all about how to turn those kind of local searches into new customers. Go to offers.yext.com slash store locators that's offers.yext.com slash store locators thanks as always to our friends at yext and also this week uh, our good friends at emma i was just at their conference yesterday in nashville terrific time amazing event uh, they have a great ebook called the simple psychology behind a great call to action which helps you figure out what's the best button color in your call to action how do you um, frame a call to action so you get more clicks really terrific guide why we click the psychology behind a great call to action will teach you a lot about how to improve your forms your emails your landing pages all that kind of stuff even your social media go to myemma.com slash click that's my e-m-m-a my emma.com slash click thanks as always to the sponsors of the big social pros podcast adam Thank you, Jay. Lori Marina, Senior Manager, Digital and Social Media for Rayathon. It is so great to have you on the, on the show. And what an interesting job that you, you have. And, and my, my first question as we, as we come out of the break for you is, you know, did, you, did you ever think five, ten years ago that you would be doing what you're doing today? No, not at all. It's much of a surprise to me as to anybody else. Um, but now that I'm here, I really enjoy it. It, it, it is uh, a super cool job, and uh, I love the technology. I love working with a bunch of smart people, and um, I love the, you know, the mission of the organization, which is um, to keep America safe. Now, you came from Thomson Reuters, right? And you were more kind of on the um, kind of branding side for Thomson Reuters rather than being like a journalist for, for, for the organization. How does that kind of compare to, A, did I, did I get that correct? And B, how does that com compare kind of to what you do today at, at Rayathon? Uh, well, it's very similar. Um, I did work on the branding side in Thomson Reuters and on the web, but I also started um, started social media at Thompson Reuters back in 2008. Wow. Uh, when yeah, someone someone handed me a Twitter account and um, I just kind of figured it out and uh, it went of course it went on quite a bit from there but um, we implemented a, 
a similar social, um, pub and spoke model at Thomson Reuters. And from it was a little different than here, not quite so organized because it was so new. But what I did was I was in the corporate center, so I had the you know the opportunity to to know a lot of people within the business units, and I just kind of would pick and choose the people that were the early adopters of social media. You know, we had Yammer, and uh, so so I used Yammer to find those folks that really had a passion for it, and then kind of formed a an ad hoc council and you know moved social media forward that way. And then um, you know after a few years of that, I had the opportunity to to come out here to Arizona and do something similar at Raytheon on a bigger scale and it's been it's been a lot of fun. How important is it for you believe kind of an internal culture of a company like you mentioned Thomson Reuters using Yammer you know and, and kind of having an internal social tool to speak how important is that to help drive perhaps the external presence for a, for a brand or organization? Well, it, I think it's critical for the success of any business. It, it, it you know, encourages collaboration, and without it, it makes it, it makes doing your job so much harder. So, um, you know, we're trying to trying to get better at that here at Raytheon, and uh, there's a there's a big project going on to revamp how we do the internet and uh, the digital workspace, and so it, you know, first and foremost, I think it, it just helps the business in general. And then as far as the external piece, um, it allows us to be able to find those stories that we need to tell and collaborate with people across the business, you know, so much easier. I, I, agree, I agree completely, and I know Jay does too. You know, the, trying to find those subject matter experts inside of your company that have those great stories to tell, that can speak with such credibility and authenticity, is sometimes you know such a such a big part of the battle. And then trying to find the right way to to give them that microphone, and in this case, you know, it's that that social microphone. Now. You, you mentioned a little bit earlier that the organization that you live in also kind of is a center of excellence for social media, also has folks from, from HR and other parts of the organization. Is internal communications part of that uh, organization as well? Well, it is here, at, uh, here in Tucson at, at Missile Systems. We've uh, just this year, I mean, we collaborated with internal comms, you know, previously, uh, but this year we've we've combined our efforts together and now we have a single editorial planning meeting each week and uh, in that meeting we have uh, internal comms, we have external comms, you know, PR, the folks that work on the digital side and the web. We also have executive communications, we have community relations. So we have a lot of different voices and it's amazing the stories that you'll find you know, being like, you know, we might stumble across a really cool story that's being planned for the internet that would have really good you know, use externally. And so that's allowing us to uncover some of those opportunities. I, I love hearing stories like that, Lori, because you know, I think anybody who, who works in this business knows one of the biggest challenges is finding content. And, and content is typically one of the most expensive things, you know, to, to find and discover, especially if it's good. You mentioned you know, bringing on board, you know, a couple of Pulitzer Prize winning journalists and, 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 and these types of things. So, so two quick questions kind of in and around that. You know, have you gotten to a point where all these other departments, you know, executive communications or speech writing and PR and marketing and, and, and digital and social, has everybody kind of come kind of together on kind of what those KPIs, those key performance indicators are for, for defining success of a particular piece of content? 
Yes, we do, and we use our communications plans for that. So for each major focus for the year, uh, we develop a communications plan, and in that plan we have goals, you know, external communication goals. What do we want to achieve? And then, you know, we track against those goals, and then we come up with metrics that will help help us tell whether or not we've been successful. But we always tie our metrics to our goals. Last question before uh, before I hand it over to uh, to Jay to ask you the the all important uh, two big questions that we ask anybody, um, and and that kind of you, you talked a little bit about how you identify an uh, an influencer, um, and I thought that was that was absolutely fascinating. How do you define kind of a successful and, and measure that successful social media program? Um, and are you finding more and more that you're doing more programs that are just kind of social in a silo? Or like you, you, you talked about where you have those weekly editorial meetings where social is a smaller or, or, or bigger component but of a much larger entire you know, communications or, or marketing plan. Has that changed kind of the way that, that you define performance? And has that changed also the way that you kind of go to your, you know, your, to your CMO at the, at, at the, at the and, and ask for more budget or resources? Um, well, it does, you know, it, it changes our metrics and our reporting in, in the sense that, you know, we have a lot more to report on now uh, because rather than, you know, just reporting on, you know, a Twitter pay, you know, paid Twitter campaign or something like that, now we're reporting on uh, the su success of an entire plan uh, for a year or for a quarter or, or, or what have you. And so it, it demands a lot more collaboration and each one of the people that we have to collaborate with has their own ideas about what success looks like. So we have to capture all that and then um, tie it with metrics, you know, whether it's you're reaching a certain group, a certain target group, we want to get our content in front of them and so one of the metrics would be, well, how many of those people did we reach? And so it's capturing all that and, you know, a lot of it is still, um, you know, some of it is manual and, uh, the stuff that we're able to get where you know, most people know about is, you know, engagement, likes and shares and, and things like that. But we're, we're interested in, you know, more of the nitty gritty, like, you know, did we reach who we wanted to reach with our message? And, you know, is, you know, is our messaging, is our story getting out there? Is it, are people becoming aware of it? So, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, never it's a never ending process, right? You know, you're, you get better every time you do a metrics report, I feel. And uh, it's something that we're, you know, constantly looking to improve. And, you know, thankfully we have some really good tools that are making it easier for us that the, that the company has supported um, investing in. So really appreciating that. I'm going to ask you the two questions that we've asked all 250 or whatever the number is. I should have looked it up, but I neglected to do so. Guests in the illustrious history of this show, the first question is, what one tip would you give somebody looking to become a social pro, especially now that you've done it twice? Uh, well, the one tip that I I would give is to be strategic. You know, if you're whatever organization you're working with or company, learn about the business. Like, what is the business trying to achieve, and then align what you're doing in social media with the, those business goals. I love Pretty it. simple, but you know, it's no, not it's always good. done. No, it certainly is not always not done. Good. I just came back from social yeah. media marketing world, and there were some amazing things there, but there's still an awful lot of people, thousands in fact, uh, who who believe that you can pay your mortgage with clicks or live stream views. 
Um, and, and that, I've discovered, is not part of the financial infrastructure of this country or any others. That's true. L- last question uh, for you, Lori, and thanks so much for being on the program, is if you could do a Skype call, you probably can't use Skype at uh, Raytheon Missile, probably for good security reasons, but let's uh, pretend in the theater of the mind that you can use Skype. What, who would you do a Skype call with? Any living person that you could choose that you would do a Skype call with? I would love to do a Skype call call with Sir Tim Berners-Lee uh, because as an, as an inventor of the World Wide Web and, and as a visionary, he inspired me early on in my career. And um, I would just love to see you know, what he thinks now about what's going on with the web and with social media. Oh, fantastic answer. What we a great answer. Yeah, we, he, somebody else said him at some point in the history of the show. We actually do have a list of what everybody has said always, uh, but I don't have real-time access. So we got to fix that. We need a real-time database that I can look it up. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk did that recently. We talked about it last week with his um, Ask Gary V questions on his show. He now has a searchable database of all the videos. So we need that so that we can look instantaneously and see who it was that answered Tim Berners-Lee, but that is a fantastic answer. It's one of my favorite answers. Uh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, and I could not agree more. Uh, talk about somebody who has to think, what have I wrought? <laughs> right? I have, you know, on one hand, I've like accomplished so much, and I've changed the world, and you know, information is free, and we're bringing you know regime change and online banking and every other crazy thing, and then you're like. And then we also have, you know, cat videos and Candy Crush and everything else. It's got to be like a mixed bag uh, for him and others. Absolutely. Well, thank you both, uh, Jay and Adam, for having me on. I've uh, really enjoyed uh, chatting with you and you know, look forward to touching base with you again sometime. Absolutely. And thank you for all the work so. that you do. I, I love your mission statement of keeping America safe. Doesn't get any, doesn't get any cleaner or more powerful uh, than that. We really appreciate all the work that you do and you are fantastic. And we appreciate you taking the time to be on social pros. Next week on the big podcast, Adam and I are going to interview our companions from our sister podcast, uh, Content Pros. Really excited to talk to these guys. They're both awesome. Uh, Chris Moody, who uh, is the head of content at Oracle Marketing Cloud. He and Adam are going to square off with a round of fisticuffs or something. Uh, We're going to talk to Chris and also my good friend, Randy Frisch, who is the uh, co-founder of Uberflip, a terrific uh, software company that helps enable content marketing and a company that I'm actually an investor in. So I'm delighted to have those guys on the show. Uh, Their podcast is Amazing Content to Pros. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, you should do that. And then our other sister podcast is Influence Pros, which is also crushing it right now, really, really doing well. Uh, And of course, The Business of Story as well, which is our show about storytelling principles applied to business. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to some of the other shows that we produce here at Convince and Convert Media, uh, I encourage you to do so. You can find them all on our website, uh, convinceandconvert.com, or of course, on iTunes or Stitcher or when I use Overcast, uh, any kind of podcast app. What do you use, Adam? What's your podcast app? Basically, whatever I can get my hands on. Whatever you have at your disposal, I understand. There you go. I understand. So that's it for us this week. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review for this show uh, on iTunes, man, we would be so happy for you to uh, to take just a couple of minutes to do that. That would uh, be very, very kind of you. Uh, I got a chance to, to meet uh, many of you last week in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World. So many people came up to me, dozens and dozens, who said that they listen to the show all the time and they love what we're doing here and they love Adam being on the show and all of our great guests. So that means a lot to us. It keeps us wanting to do this every week for you. So thank you so much to everybody who uh, listens to Social Pros and we will see you next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to Social Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Emma, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and by Yext, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Social Pros at marketingpodcasts.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by audiobag.com.